cave without it. I'll be there with the hammers of justice. And make no mistake, I will fucking kill you. It's not who I am underneath, but what I do. God, now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Let's dance, bozo. Hello and welcome to Gotham City Limits, the premier podcast for all things Batman. He is Vengeance, he is the Knight, and I'm M. And that's Autumn. <laughs> that's really good. Hi, I'm Autumn. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't have more. I didn't have a good line. No, that's fine. I didn't tell you I was going to do a whole bit. Uh, um, what's this podcast? This is a new podcast by us. We just finished a podcast where we watched all the Studio Ghibli movies called And Then an Airplane. You can find that on normalmapping.com. If you just scroll to the one that looks like Ghibli stuff, click that one. You'll get it. We finished that and we were like, time for a new podcast. What should we do? And we've been kicking around the idea of a Batman podcast for a while. Or you've been kicking around specifically. And I was like, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd be willing to do that, I think. Um, and it turns out I am because here we are and we're doing it. Um, yeah. And we're gonna we're we're going to cover Batman. What that means is kind of an open-ended question. We might just watch the animated series and then be done with it. We might just hop around to a bunch of stuff as it catches our eye, and we'll cover things. And it's not going to be strictly in chronological order. I mean, we're going to try to watch Batman the animated series in the order it was produced. Um, but you know, mm-hmm. uh, you you I found out not an not twenty minutes ago that you've never seen Batman Returns. We're gonna watch Batman Returns relatively soon because it's important to understand why the show is the way it is sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hadn't I hadn't even thought about it. Like I just like it's a thing I've just never seen. And so like if I had thought about, yeah, I've never seen Batman Returns, I would have been like, oh well we should watch, you know, Batman eighty nine and Batman Returns and then do the animated series. But I'll also I think we were feeling kind of tired after Aeroplane, and so I think starting with a, you know, let's yeah. just watch On Leather Wings. It's a great episode of a great show. It's 22 minutes long. Yeah. I think it's the right way to start. Um, yeah, so we're, we're going to be doing every week. Uh, I don't know when this first one's going up. <laughs> we haven't figured any of that out yet. <laughs> I'm, I mean, if you send me the audio, I'll probably edit it tonight. Okay. Um, if you don't send me the audio today, I'll probably edit it just like, I will send it you to know. you as soon as we're done. I always do. Yeah. Unless I yeah. forget. So, <laughs> which did happen with the last airplane. So, you know, what are you going to do? I, you know what? You, you forgot. And I didn't even notice until you apologized for forgetting. And I was like, oh, well, I just never even looked. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so these are going to be in a public feed. We don't have the URL for it yet. Sorry. doesn't exist. We're just flying It'll by the seat of our pants. It'll probably be odd.io slash Batman. That would, would be, be my, my guess, guess as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to presume it's your, your website. Uh, and, uh, you'll get them like what a week early in the Patreon feed for export audio. Yeah. What I'll do, probably what I'll do is, uh, put them on the Patreon as soon as I finish editing mm-hmm. and then, um, like, I I think maybe like a Monday show, like make this like yeah, a Monday show. And so like, yeah, maybe like 
if I edited this tonight, it wouldn't go up on, I don't think it would go up Monday the uh, 21st. I would think the 28th. I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> mm, I would, mm, hmm. yeah, maybe, we'll maybe edit it tonight and put it up the 21st. That would make sense. Yeah. Yeah, because then otherwise we have a big backlog and we probably don't want a big backlog. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then that's probably We're what we'll do. Hey, this is how the sausage gets made. <laughs> anyway we, we did we did planning um off mic but like not a ton of it we figured out the art and the intro music and that was basically it. yeah um that's true so batman the series what is your relationship with batman please answer for the court what is your relationship with the batman <laughs> um i was more into marvel when i was little um i watched uh, a ton of the Spider-Man, the 90s Spider-Man cartoon. I watched a ton of uh, the X-Men 90s cartoon and X-Men Evolution. I came to Batman a bit later. I think, like, I saw some Batman stuff. Uh, I definitely saw some of the show when I was little. But the first time I really remember, like, oh, I'm going to go see a thing and it's going to be Batman was when The Dark Knight came out. And, like, we went and saw that. Which is weird. I think I was, like, maybe too young for that movie. But I don't know. Anyway. Um... Didn't like that movie. Have never really liked The Dark Knight. The thing that actually really got me into Batman was Arkham Asylum. Uh, I played Arkham Asylum, and I was like, oh, this has the voice cast from that cartoon that people like. I'll go watch that cartoon. And the the one-two punch of that game and this show, just like, totally, I'm a Batman weirdo now. So you've seen um, this show all the way through? Uh, I, mostly. I think okay. there's maybe a handful of episodes at the end that I haven't seen, but like, yeah, I... I think I've seen most of the show, so. Okay. Um, and I've seen the movies. I've seen Mask of the Phantasm and the Mr. Freeze one, so. Uh, Curse of the Batwoman? Oh, I don't know if I've seen that. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. Oh, you know what I did watch as a kid? As I watched um, a lot of Batman Beyond, because that was on TV when I was, like, you know, watching Cartoon Network every day. Batman Beyond so. is where my huge gap is. I've seen the first season and nothing past it. I've seen Re Return of the Joke or whatever, but... Um, Return anyway, of the Joker's so good. Anyway, I, you know. I was born in 85, so Batman Mania, after the 89 movie came out, hit real hard, especially since Batman Returns is a movie marketed at children uh, immensely. I grew up with Batman Returns, like, bedspread and curtains uh, in my childhood bedroom. This show followed right after. I was seven when the show came out. I was about to be seven, I guess. Um, so I loved this show um, and went on to, you know, still like Batman and got into the comics briefly. Comics, the whole deal, we'll cover when we talk about comics i guess mm -hmm. if we ever get around to it um yeah. but i've loved batman since i was as far as i can remember liking things i have liked batman and that's like a fraught thing because batman's a mess and a lot of different things but this show has mm -hmm. always been very central to the things i like about batman uh this and like the uh the uh 60s show i grew up watching that on like old tv whatever uh, channel was airing old batman um so it was hard to escape Batman. Uh, and because of that, mm -hmm. I've always been a DC person, but it's really because this Batman stuff hit when I was at the very impressionable age. Uh, so I've seen this show through a couple times and, uh, you know, in my childhood and on DVD and whatever. So I'm, I'm but it's mm -hmm. been probably 10 years. So I'm really excited to revisit it. Yeah. It's probably been like, I've seen, I've seen most of the show. It's probably been like, you know, seven eight years since i like sat down and was like i'm gonna watch just a shit ton of this show i've seen like i'll just randomly have a night where i'm like you know what i want to watch an episode of batman the animated series and i'll just like literally like click a random one in the torrent file you know and like mm -hmm. i'll just watch that but um i haven't like 
spent time with the show in a while. So yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. Um, I the thing about Batman for me is that like because I've liked Spider Man as long as I've liked things, Spider Man can hurt me. Batman can't hurt me. When when Batman stuff is bad, it just it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well that was bad, and I move on with my life in a way that like I think is very good, and I think it's a. Uh, uh liking something for as long as you've as long as you've liked batman or as long as i've liked spider-man is a hard thing (laughs) yes yeah absolutely um so yeah uh that's i guess kind of intro to this show this show obviously batman animated series uh part of the wb animation renaissance it was kind of kicked off with tiny tune adventures um, this show is credited to Bruce Tim and Paul Dini mostly, who both worked on Titan Adventures. Um, Eric Radomski is also listed as a creator, and uh, like development is also Mitch Bryan. So, like a lot of people, we'll do voice cast stuff, which I like to do a Gundam a little later on. We have a lot of episodes of this show to cover, and the mm-hmm. cast is not super dense. And I'm pretty sure everyone returns here, other than this really off-brand Alfred voice <laughs> that's only for this <laughs> <Yeah>. episode. <laughs> I like this Alfred, but it's it's definitely not like I w- I heard it and I was like, did they have a different actor for the pilot? What? Yeah, it's like I think it's the first three episodes. They have Clive Revel, who most notably voiced the Emperor in the original cut of Empire Strikes Back. It's since been changed to Ian McDermott. Um, and huh. uh, yeah, he's just a classic actor. And then they get Ephraim Zimbalist for the rest of the show. He sounds mm-hmm. so different. It's such a wrong read on Alfred for this show. It feels so bad. <laughs> but yeah, no, this show, uh, you know, was, was an interesting show in terms of like animation style and content in that it was airing in an era where we were coming out of like the toy commercial rules where you had to have morals at the end of your commer- your cartoons to make, because t- television was rotting kids' brains, you couldn't show violence and, um, mm-hmm. all the things. And this show meant to be a throwback to Fleischer Superman cartoons from the thirties and is dark and like both visually and tonally, um, and is mm-hmm. violent and goes for it in terms of, we want to make small movies about Batman. Uh, what if, what if you could tell a Batman movie in 22 minutes and they try very hard to do that. On Leather Wings uh, really hits that note. Uh, yes. We'll get to that in a second. But like that, it really felt like if that was the only Batman animated series thing, it would still be like a pretty satisfying like thing that exists. Um, it, just like a yes, quick if note this, about... If, if this was like the only... if this was Because they had like a pilot pilot that was like kind of the opening of the show. Um, they, if, you have the, if you have the DVDs or whatever is on there. Um, but if this was like just a pilot and they didn't pick this up, this would be like the most legendary piece of animation to ever exist. This one episode that never got oh turned to a show. <laughs> <laughs> um, the quick thing I want to note just about like what this show is. Like if you go and look at like what American cartoons looked like in the 90s, like... This show, like, is every bit as revolutionary as, like, people talk about it. Like, if you go compare this to the X-Men show that started the same year, it's night and day. It's fucking weird how bad every other 90s cartoon looked like. (laughs) Yeah. Other than the WB stuff. Uh, Yeah, the thing with this show specifically is, one, they had a really distinct visual style that was harkening back to, like, golden age of animation, and then they outsourced it all to anime studios, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. which helps a lot. Um, this this uh, this first episode is Spectrum, uh, who are stuff that came out of like TMS employees, and they did a couple episodes of this. Um, but they like they also worked on like 
Captain and the Game Master, which is a classic bad '80s anime like cartoon show, right? So, um, giving them giving them the space to work on something that's just like visually distinct and interesting, and like going for it really helps. It's weird because it does feel like very ahead of its era. And if we if we go far enough uh, down this road, we'll get to the part where they have to rein this back in and like simplify all the stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, like. At some point, they're going to change the Joker's design, and the Joker's not in this episode, but at some point, they're going to change the Joker's design to have fewer lines, and it's going to be... I'm going to be so upset when it happens. Um, I really like how they do the Joker in the first part of the series, and then they just take it away from you. (laughs) They take it away. They kind of roll it... They kind of go back in Justice League, if you ever get to Justice League, um, because they they realize they went too far and took away a lot mm. of what people like. Um, it's never quite the same, but yeah, they definitely. The, there's a. It, it's listed as the second season because of how television like cartoons are produced. But two third or three quarters of the way through this show, we're gonna get a radical visual style change for the entire show. <laughs> yeah, I. Well, uh, the whole, like, seasons thing is so weird when you apply it to the show, because, like, the first season has, like, 65 episodes, and then the next four seasons have, like, 10 or, like, 6 in each of them. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very weird, like, how they put that together, but... Well, yeah, they make the big, they make the big bid for production, they produce all of them, and then if it's popular, you get another order, or whatever, so... Mm-hmm. Um, I always think of it as four volumes because I had the DVDs and I think they're in four volumes. I remember correctly. Um, yeah. Yeah. My brain just automatically think, cause that's the most I watch the show is on those big DVD sets. Um, those DVD sets are really cool. Yeah. Like they just look cool. They look nice on a shelf. Um, but yeah, you want to get into our first episode on leather wings? Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> What were you going to say? Were you gonna oh, say? I was going to ask how, if, how we haven't decided how we want to do this. I feel like we should just uh, steal a good idea and do the um, Just King Things five sentence summary. Yeah, I was literally going to say like the the Just King Things five sentence summary, I think, has like revolutionized every podcast I do. I, I just use it on every show now. It's great. <laughs> well, then give me the five sentence summary of On Leather Wings. Um. We cold open on um, a mysterious bat guy flying around, um, and he's stealing pharmaceuticals. Um, period? He, period. Okay. One. Two. Um, at, at City Hall, there is a, a an argument between the mayor and Detective Harvey Bullock and Commissioner Gordon, uh... Bullock believes that this uh, that this person stealing pharmaceuticals is um, Batman and gets the mayor to give him a task force despite Gordon's uh, protest. Sentence three. Um, Batman decides to investigate this um, by like going to the company like one of the companies that's been robbed and talking to some scientists there like francine langstrom and kirk langstrom um four uh he finds out that kirk langstrom is lying to him about some weird bat fact um i was tweeting during this part of the episode so i missed this a little bit but basically kirk langstrom is lying to him five 
he goes to speak with Langstrom, and Langstrom reveals that he has created a formula to turn himself into a bat. Uh, Batman does a cool action sequence where he like is latched onto Langstrom as Langstrom is flying away, and you know he catches the bad guy at the end. Uh, yeah, I feel like you tortured that last one. We're really two sentences. <laughs> I really, I didn't give myself very much runway on that last sentence there. <laughs> Uh, the thing that Langstrom does is Bruce Wayne takes him some weird exotic bat fibers and like the most unholy screech in the world and is like, could you identify what was in my chimney? And he's like, oh, it was a brown bat. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> and Bruce Wayne's no fool. He knows it is not a brown bat that makes that noise. One, because the bat computer's like has no known match with any bats that we've ever heard of. Mm-hmm. Um, the bat computer in this episode is incredible. It's like... Like, there are computers all throughout the series, and they always look like those big fuck-off, like, um, the sort of stuff that you see in, like, pictures of Alan Turing. Like, this mm-hmm. just takes up, like, a whole damn wall. Yeah. Um, except also it talks to you, like, Siri. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I guess, like, I just assume everyone knows, like, this, this show's going for, like, this timeless art deco aesthetic, which is, like, very monumental cities in like an like a you know uh 1940s style but out of time where people do have laptops and computers but they don't look like modern laptops and computers they all look like the 40s just kept going Mm -hmm. yeah um it's it's really cool like it, it can't be understated just like how cool the like kind of like fantasy like the it, it is like kind of a fantasy science fiction world that like Gotham City is in where like it, it, like the style just hasn't changed but like also everything is up to date but also everything is like up to date in weird ways like computers just don't work how you think they work in the 90s yeah <laughs> you know um um but yeah i really like this episode i really like um it's kind of just this episode's kind of just everything you want. Um I'm very much a person who wants Batman to be a detective first, um who like closes things out with a big action sequence. I think a lot of like the the trend of the last decade or two has been to make Batman an action hero and a mm-hmm. detective who happens to do some detective stuff. This nine like the the 90s show does a really good job of, like, here are some cool, fun detective stories um, that happen to have, like, a really flash, like, the flashiest action sequence you've ever seen in uh, the last five minutes, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's interesting because, like, it opens on the the title card, which uh, this first season we just get spoiled with these amazing title cards that'll never come back. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> And like the the very classical noir score that like kicks up, that's like a distinct theme for this episode. Like you never hear this theme again. Uh, this like mm-hmm. oboe driven, like very dark uh, thing. And you get the supernatural thing about a, a guy who you know Jekyll and hides himself into a giant bat in the night. Um, but in his in, in his like in his stead is against him is just the Batman who's just a guy investigating stuff. He just picks up samples and questions scientists, and that's his job. He's just. He's just a mm-hmm. cop because the actual cops are useless. <laughs> you, the, they do the cops so well in this show because basically they make Gordon the only like 
cop who's even remotely okay at his job, but because he's surrounded by, like, just absolute morons like Bullock, like, he can't actually do anything. Like, Gordon can basically only, st- like, hold back the city from doing some stupid shit to, like, impede Batman. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, uh, it's interesting because Bullock is like a character. I think I think he comes out. He's in the comics before this, but he's like meant to be like the fascist cop, right? Like he's he's like he's like he's still like a slob, but he's like the one who's resorting to violence and like is whatever means necessary is like an uh, an alternative to Gordon, who's the good cop. Mm-hmm. Um, and here he's just like just the fucking worst. He really fucking is. He like he he wants to catch Batman. He's got he's got that like very traditional thing, and he's he's got the permission of the mayor and the like cooperation of Harvey Dent, who is we see in this episode briefly, um, which is good. I love the setup. Yeah. I love when Harvey Dent just gets to be a prosecutor for a while, um, and yeah, he's just I, ready I to go. I wish he got to be a prosecutor for more of this series. To be honest, like yeah yes it's interesting because like bullock's never shown as competent even in this episode but he sets up the swat sting uh of batman which is competent because they spend 10 minutes of the episode ripping off the action sequence in batman year one which is fine because it's one of the best things in comics <laughs> yeah yeah the, <laughs> i was gonna bring this up i was like i'm really glad that in episode one they're like we gotta give the people what they want and it's um the the SWAT sequence from Batman Year One, which is the absolute best thing that's ever happened in a comic book. Like yes, yeah, it's definitely up <laughs> bar there. none. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, say what you will about Batman Year One. There's a lot to say, but the stuff with him against the cops is so incredible. I, <laughs> I a couple months ago, and I might have mentioned this on some other podcast, but a couple months ago, I was like, oh, I'm gonna. What was it? I was testing out a new, like, comics app I put on my Kindle, uh-huh. and I was like, oh, I'm just gonna, like, load up Batman Year One just to, like, see how it, like, you know, the settings and blah, blah, blah. Just read Batman Year One? Yeah. One night. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that, that makes sense to me. <laughs> it's pretty short. It's a good read. It's pretty short, and it's great. Um, yeah, you don't actually get that much of Gordon here, and he mostly acts as a foil to Bullock, which is interesting given how much he, uh, is like important to the rest like the show overall Hmm. i mean like you don't get much gordon but i feel like they've already been able to just kind of like shorthand who his character is going to be uh throughout the series in like a good way like oh he's the good guy he's gonna like be on batman's side but he's not gonna like come out and say that like you, you can they accomplish all of that and like you know giving him like five lines mm-hmm. and it's really good i think yeah um the other thing um that i really like about this episode is that like i like every time batman kind of wanders into like a like 30s universal monster movie where like he's just doing batman stuff and he like walks in and like langstrom is um you know like with all these like test tubes straight out of frankenstein and like monologuing about how um you know he's gonna make himself like more perfect by becoming a bat and then yeah. he like makes eye contact with Francine who's horrified by his transformation. Like it's totally like evoking all that stuff. And then Batman's there and Batman's like, I guess I gotta like take this guy to jail. <laughs> yes. The transformation of him of Langstrom into Man Bat is so good. It's so like there's some there's 
a lot of good animation in this whole episode, but they really like from the moment that transformation sequence hits, like they just really get so extravagant with like that and like the really cool shots of like Batman and him like flying past the blimp and you see the blimp like kind of rotating in 3D, except it's the 90s. And so you had to like hand draw yes. all that stuff and it yeah. looks choppy, but really good. <laughs> yeah, it's all in perspective, like this tracking shot of the top of it. And then there's another one as Man Bat drags uh, Batman through the like sca- like scaffolding of a building under yeah. construction uh that like turns to be like batman flying towards camera through like you know the rapidly receding framework of the building it's really good this stuff's showy in the way that this show will not be for like again ever really yeah it's kind of like like i know it's not the pilot but it is kind of like oh we gotta like you know come out and impress people with the first one Mm -hmm. you know yeah (laughs) um it's good it's so good the other thing that was like uh animation wise that i was really picked up on was it like every time Batman's on screen in this episode, or really anybody Batman's talking to, it's like animated like a normal show. Anytime that Gordon and Bullock are talking, they're given like so much animation. It's like that every time they're on screen, it's like that one random shot of Yazan's face and Zeta like <laughs> yes. an- <laughs> being animated at like a super high frame rate for yeah. no reason. Um, they're so expressive with each other because they just fucking hate each other. It's also like, I feel like this, you know, a show is, this show is finding itself. Like this is the first episode produced. And I think that's like clear. There's this really ropey piece of animation that I love in this episode where Batman leaps out of the building with a scientist, like right before it explodes. Uh, Cause, the, the the SWAT team threw a flash grenade into a bunch of flammable liquids or whatever. And he leaps out the window and he throws the batarang because they haven't figured out that he has a grapple gun yet. Like that doesn't mm-hmm. exist in the show. And it loops around like a tree, just like a normal, like 10 foot tall tree, even though he's like leaping from 30 feet away, it's not a problem. And he swings <laughs> by and he drops the, he, he like lands on like all fours, like covering the scientist. And he just does this weird, like look back and forth animation that always struck me. Cause it's so weird. It just looks bad. Uh, he just looks like he lands, like he's like going to crawl around like a dog fur. Like, <laughs> I'm like, this is not what we want out of Batman. <laughs> um, there's a lot of stuff in this episode that felt like video gamey to me. Like when he like um, rolls the little smoke grenade to like knock out the cops so he can infiltrate something, and mm-hmm. like and when he's jumping out the window, like it all feels like oh, this is the video game level that they're gonna like, like this is like everything that Arkham Asylum is trying to do. You yeah. Know? <laughs> um. Other just like random dumb detail that I wanted to talk about was um. One, it's really funny that they, like, I always forget that this is a thing. Like, the the, the super iconic, like, blimps that are, like, floating all around Gotham City that mm-hmm. are, like, you know, police patrol blimps that yes. don't make any sense. I forgot that the very first thing in the first episode is, like, what, what's up with those guys and those blimps? What are they up to? But also, but also of, oh, you, I think you're going to say a thing I was going to say. Go ahead. One of them is voiced by yes. Kevin Conroy. <laughs> Which he doesn't do in Sonoma Voices because you can't do that. He doesn't have that many voices. Yeah, there are some there are some voice actors um, that you can be like, hey, can you just do like an incidental voice? Um, because like guys will have like, you know, 70 voices they can pull from and it's not going to be the main cast. But he's just doing like his Bruce Wayne voice like up like two two notes. Like it's just 
it's the same voice. It's the yes. same voice. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. Um, yeah, there's definitely some Kevin Conroy voices he does later on that are not as bad, but this one really stands out if you've seen the show before. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, th- this is um, it's weird because like this episode actually gets a lot like nails a lot. We got you know brown suit Bruce Wayne, and um, we get the Batmobile. We get a full montage of how cool the fucking Batmobile is. Maybe you've heard of it, the Batmobile. Yes. <laughs> we don't we don't talk about the part where it hugs the road as it goes around hills, so it actually like is rubber and bends as it's like driving into the city, which is another shot that I love in this episode. Um, it's so good. <laughs> um, For yeah. me, it's just the it's the. Same sort of tracking shot, like what they do with the blimp and the scaffolding, where they like 360 rotate all around the Batmobile just to show it off. Yeah. (laughs) But then, like, the driving scenes are like these beautiful painted elements with just like the wheels moving, like, just like speed Mm -hmm. lines and wheel motion. Uh, Really good. I mean, the whole Gotham aesthetic is like full of, you know, painted backgrounds on black paper. Uh, the, this, this, I know the, the commentary is, uh, talk about like the show was so dark. They were worried that they weren't going to get like cleared by the FCC for, cause you, your show has to be bright enough for people to see. And there was some worry that they were not going to clear that level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I always forget that little detail that they were like animating this on black paper instead of white paper. Like, mm-hmm. you know, every other show ever. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, it's uh-huh. it's great because um you know they're still like using a relatively limited color palette like um it's it's weird how sometimes things look really cartoony. We'll get when Robin shows up, we'll get to there's some Robin episodes where Robin's shading looks really bad because they just don't have the colors to do a character like that in dark. Um, mm-hmm. But um that's stuff I all really love. Um, it's it's just it just makes it really striking. I don't know. It's it's interesting coming back to this because so many shows have followed in its wake. Like uh, I do another. Everyone knows I do Gundam. I do an, on GGP. We're watching Big O, and Big O is a show that is people who worked on this show making an anime, an actual anime that is inspired by this show aesthetically, and it can't keep up because this thing is just unique in its like they weren't allowed to make shows like this. Even Justice League doesn't look like this. It's not. No, there's no one no. has the money or the time. <laughs> I really like Justice League, but yeah, me too. Justice League doesn't look like this. Batman Beyond Super doesn't look like this. Yeah. Um, um it's just good. It's just good. Um it, 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 and yeah, like I just I'm a sucker for the stuff that we talked about in like the early Ghibli episodes of Aeroplane. Like every time you have like a painting that is like contrasted against like a bunch of like normal element like normal hand-drawn like uh animation elements like the the ohm in uh in nausicaa or like the way in the title sequence of this show uh that like the lightning flashes and like batman is a painting but his cape is drawn so that they can show it like waving in the wind it's it's my favorite shit in the world yeah it's really good um i think it's probably on youtube you should watch the like pilot pitch because it's the opening but because it's like you know obviously different like when it does the close-up on like batman's face like as his eyes narrow his face is like way more detailed like he has like a visible lip like stuff that just isn't in the batman design oh weird yeah um i'll have to look this up after the episode yeah aggressively painted elements like way more detail is to me like a hallmark of 90s animation like i grew up with like ren and stimpy and stuff like that that were all about the the joke is a painted background element that is like Mm -hmm. way nicer looking than the show is (laughs) <laughs> um, I think the show like manages to do that really well without being super like incongruous with it, but it sometimes it really sticks out. 
which is fine. Like, it's good to have this, this be a really showy show. Like this show has a mystery. It has violence, uh, like Batman's bleeding, which you almost never see. Uh, mm-hmm. they only get away with this cause it's a pilot. Uh, you get a cool monster. You get some great, like set pieces. Uh, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's kind of all I've got about this episode. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, that's, you know, we're, we're just starting out. We're finding our feet. So, yeah. um, I, I do like that the first episode is literally about like the stuff that like Batman 89 is about, like the myth of a Batman versus the real Batman and the cops don't know which one's which until they literally like fly right in front of them. Literally my favorite thing, um, that usually only comes up in the comics, like doesn't often come up in like other media is like. When people in Gotham are unclear about if Batman is a real dude or not. Yes. Um, it's my favorite shit in the world. There's a really good um, issue from the Ed Brubaker one where they're like, some guys are like doing a documentary trying to prove that Batman exists. And like, they're talking to random people in Gotham like, you're fucking crazy. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, I always think of uh, the bit with Knox in Batman 89 where he holds up, like, artist rendition of Batman who just looks like a vampire man. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised. There's the, every time a Batman franchise goes long enough, they're like, the next one's going to be about Man-Bat. It's never happened. It's never going to happen. <laughs> I'm really glad that uh, uh, this show starts off with Man-Bat. Wasn't the... Because I think I've heard, like... Dini and Bruce Tim like talk about like we wanted to start off with Man Bat because we didn't want to fucking start with the Joker or Catwoman. Everybody starts with the Joker or Catwoman. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It, uh, yeah. It was, and it, they changed the episode order to start with Catwoman. <laughs> yes. Because um, it was originally going to be uh, the third Schumacher movie. It was going to be a bat, a Man Bat movie, uh, and oh, then really? they changed it, and it was going to be Scarecrow and I think Harley Quinn. Um. Because they were going to do some weird stuff like bringing, they were going to bring back Jack Nicholson in like a scarecrow sequence. I think I remember that being huh. true. Um, but neither of those happened, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm really excited for us to get to Scarecrow in this show because, like, in this show, like, he's just a rando, like, he's just a random guy who, like, has this fear gas. It's not until. I don't think until Arkham Asylum, maybe, I guess, Batman Begins, that, like, they decided, oh, we're going to push Scarecrow. We're going to make him, like, really scary and fucked up. Um, uh, I like Scarecrow. You are incorrect about this. You are incorrect about this, and we'll get oh, there. Oh, am I? Yes. Because <laughs> okay. Scarecrow gets a dramatic redesign in the second season of this show to make him, like, the oh, scariest right. guy in the world. <laughs> Oh, right. I forgot. Yeah, I always just think of him as, like, a guy in a stupid, yes. like, bag over his head I can only assume. I can o- we'll get there, but I can only assume that design was meant to be like, oh, they're going to make a new movie about him, so we need to make him cooler so that the movie, like, we can sell the movie when it eventually comes out. And that never happened, obviously. But he's, like, he's like a Grim Reaper, like, Undertaker motherfucker at the end yeah, of the show. Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely, as soon as you said they redesigned him, I could picture it in my head, but I just think of, like... The yes, the stupid baghead, <laughs> yes, psychology professor who sucks. Uh, I I probably like that version of Scarecrow better than um anything that's come since. <laughs> um, I think I like the Batman Begins Scarecrow the most, but I'm not a big Scarecrow fan. 
I just I just don't like those Nolan Batman movies very much. No, 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 I don't either. But I do think I think that might be my favorite version of Scarecrow specifically. Um, mm-hmm. not anything to do with him in the sequels. Just Batman Begins. Um, yeah. Him running the No Man's Land trial in the the third movie is so fucking miserable. Oh my god! So what happens when you I... get rid of uh, when you get rid of Two Face and you know uh, Heath Ledger died? Like one of them should have been the person running the trial. It's oh my god. I I hate thinking about The Dark Knight Rises. I really I haven't seen it since it was in theaters. <laughs> Me either. I hate thinking about either it. What a miserable film. But sometimes we're talking about Batman, so we're just gonna be mad about Batman. Sometimes. <laughs> I know I've said this before to you. Um, last year I played Arkham City and watched Joker. Um, I still haven't seen is- Joker. Damn. Joker is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life, and Arkham City is the worst game I've ever played in my life, and I somehow still like Batman. <laughs> I remember liking the Two-Face fight in Arkham City. Uh, or not Two-Face, uh, Sub-Zero. Yes, yes, the Sub-Zero, Arkham, Arkham City. Mr. Freeze, oh, not Sub-Zero, Ar- why did I say Sub-Zero? My brain is mush. <laughs> You said Sub Zero, and I just went with it. Yeah, uh, I I said Arkham City. What I meant to say was Arkham Knight. Arkham oh, City's fine. Arkham I Knight. Play. I played like an hour of, and I was like, I can't do this to myself anymore. I this is miserable. I played Arkham Origins almost all the way through. That game is fine. Not Arkham. Not Arkham Knight. <laughs> I don't care for Arkham City, but it's fine. Like th- there are people who like that game a lot, and I understand why it's not mine. Mm-hmm. Arkham Knight's miserable. Yeah. Arkham Knight is like unbearable. <laughs> and yet, and yet, they they previewed that new game, and I'm like, oh, I could play as Nightwing, and you know, a Batgirl. <laughs> oh shit, may- maybe I don't care about Red Hood, but I love Nightwing. I love Nightwing more than I love Batman. Fuck oh, a Batman. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Um. <laughs> I really, I'm so excited for us to get to the part of this podcast where we're talking about, like, the Batman extended family. Because, yes. like, that's the shit that I really care about. <laughs> uh, when we when we skip Justice League and go straight into Batman Braver Than Bold because it's more interesting. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> I haven't seen a ton of Brave and the Bold, but it's everything really I've seen good. is amazing. Um, and has, like, the weird, obscure DC universe yes. that I care about. Yeah, it's really good. Um <laughs> It's weird because like this is the big like man bad episode, but there's just not a lot of man bad in the world. Like I just don't. He's like a cool visual, but like I haven't. He's not in any movies, and um, I know he's in Arkham Knight, right? But I haven't run into it. I didn't play enough to run into him. Um, he basically just like is a side quest that sucks. Okay, yeah. Because um, he'll like circle an area, and he's flying, and you have to like take a picture of him or something. I don't remember. It's mm-hmm. um, um, yeah. Uh, the other, the only other thing I think of when I think of Man Bat is like the really ridiculous um, Grant Morrison uh, Man Bat storyline that he does, where like Batman is fighting uh, Man Bat in the MoMA. I think um, I, I've not read the Morrison Batman. It's like my one of my big modern Batman gaps. Um, I haven't read all of it. I don't even. I don't even think I've read half of it. But. Um, the stuff I read I liked. I want to skip ahead to the part where Dick becomes Batman because that's yeah. that's the good shit. I read that um, stuff, but I read the the Snyder version of that, not the not the Oh, the Snyder version, version the, the the Batman in the Black Mirror. That's like yeah. one of my favorite Batman comic things. Yeah. That's so good. Um But yeah, uh I guess that's probably it for this first episode. We just talked a bunch of Batman. Yeah. I'm like, damn, I should read some comic books after this, so that's probably gonna happen at some point. Not this week. This week's busy, but <laughs> um, yeah. 
We should. Yeah. It, I don't know how many comic episodes we we're gonna do, but we should no. definitely do the Scott Snyder, Dick Grayson, Batman stuff. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's really good. I mean, we get some Damien Dick stuff, which is always great. It's always good. <laughs> um. Anyway, next week we'll be back with uh, what's the name of that episode? Christmas, Christmas with the, the Joker? Joker. Yeah, that's the one. Um, which is a weird, goofy episode. Um, <laughs> I'm really excited for it. They're going to introduce Ramen and then, like, shuffle him off screen for 20 episodes or <laughs> yep, something. <laughs> yep. um, so, uh, until then, uh, I guess we should do plugs if people have not listened to us before. Uh, Autumn, where can people find you? You can find me at autumnal underscore coffee. You can find all my other podcasts at uh, exportaud.io. You should check out um, Export Audio, which is, like, you know... Um, <laughs> I always think of uh, go to idlethumbs.com slash idlethumbs to get the podcast Idle Thumbs on the network Idle Thumbs. Uh, If people don't listen to Export Audio, me and my wife uh, just hang out and talk about bullshit. And sometimes we have guests and sometimes we watch movies and sometimes we don't do either of those things. Uh, Sometimes I just get uh, way too drunk on microphone and talk about how much I'm in love with her. You do. Uh, It was it was brave of you to post that because it was extremely embarrassing. (laughs) I was embarrassed for you. <laughs> um, uh, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at EM underscore being. You can find all my podcasts at abnormalmapping.com. You can listen to a game club. They're called Abnormal Mapping, the best game.club. We cover uh, a game every month, uh, usually old stuff, but, you know, we kind of play around. And uh, there's a bunch of episodes there and it's really good. I have a movie podcast called Reptory Screenings. You can find it at reptoryscreenings.com where we watch an old movie every two weeks. Uh, we're watching Eyes Wide Shut for this uh, current episode. That'll probably be up the same day this goes up, would be my guess. So go check that out. Um, I have to go watch that after I'm done here. So <laughs> fun never stops. Uh, I have a Patreon, patreon.com slash normal mapping. If you want to support us, get a bunch of premium podcasts that people seem to like. The Great Gundam Project is probably the big one that everyone knows, but I don't want to talk about Gundam on this. I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> um and people should support the export audio patreon which uh you know the show will be on early um and you know look forward to that because you get a bunch of good podcasts early and they're all great we got uh i think three or four patrons the day that we like talked about this on aeroplane without even tweeting about it so thank you to all all those folks who uh uh are subscribing for that reason and like Thank you to everybody who subscribes for other reasons. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sign off. We don't have one yet. We never came up with one for Aeroplane. And I feel like since this is going to run longer and weekly, we should probably think of one. But, like, maybe I hate doing the thing where people come up with sign offs on air. It's really annoying. (laughs) 